White Sox, White Sox, go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can't put it on the board. Yes. Yes. It's a perfect game. Red Echo, Grand Slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez, he's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence, and it is Chris Tannehill with me tonight, as always. Hello, Chris. Hi, Herb. How are you tonight? I'm doing decent. Yourself? Oh, just decent. Everything Okay. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, welcome in. We are brought to you tonight by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on, and you'll get 20% off of your next order. Tonight's episode, we're going to talk about a pitcher on the market, and we're going to talk about some batshit crazy trade ideas from our listener fan base, from our constituents. Uh, so, this should be a fun episode tonight. Uh, but first. Let's get right to the matter at hand here. Uh, as soon as we got off of work this evening at 6 o'clock as we record this on Monday night, uh, the, the rumor mill began to churn tonight in baseball as Mark Feinsand of MLB Network, MLB Network Insider Mark Feinsand, reported that the Tampa Bay Rays are open to trading Blake Snell. Blake Snell, of course, won the 2018 Cy Young Award, uh, one of the top pitchers in baseball one of the top left-handed arms in all of baseball has a very very team-friendly contract and i don't know why they're willing to to listen i guess you should always listen especially if you're a team like the rays who are always operating with such budget constraints you're always willing to listen uh, to your you know for offers for your top tier talent um but uh, they're saying already potential suitors are the mariners uh, because Blake Snell is a native of Seattle, Washington, the Angels, and the Braves. So I'm going to put this out there to you, Herb. What do you say? Blake Snell to the White Sox. What do you think? I say yes. I well, mean, well, done deal then. What's taking so long? Guy, this guy's a top of the rotation pitcher. And one guy's like, well, he's only had one good year. It's like he's 27. And the year after he had a Cy Young, it was cut short by, I think, injuries. And while the ERA is not great, if you look at the fielding independent pitching, it's actually pretty good. It's 3.32. Um, so, you know, errors are made behind them. Balls were not pay- being picked up the way they were the year before. But the guy's been solid. And, you know, he's always worried about everybody's health, especially his own. A- absolutely. He's our guy. If I get the Rona. Now, I mentioned like that team friendly contract uh, that uh, Blake Snell, and I will call him Ian Snell at some point, so just lay off me. I don't know why. Uh, but Blake Snell, he has that team friendly contract. He only made $7 million in 2020. Um, but I was able to do some digging, and I, you know, I was able to talk to Blake Snell earlier today. Believe it or not, uh, just for the purposes of finding out what his contract situation is. Because why would I just look it up when I have access to Blake Snell right here in my basement? Uh, so, Blake Snell, tell us about your team-friendly contract going forward, and why maybe you would be uh, attractive for potential suitors. Well, what are you making in the rest of your contract here? I ain't making shit. Okay, so he, he ain't making shit. Uh, he's making ten and a half million dollars in twenty twenty one. It escalates to twelve and a half in twenty twenty two, and sixteen million in the final year of the deal in twenty twenty three. So we already know that that's going to be 
slightly cheaper than acquiring a, 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 a someone of his caliber on the open market. I would think Trevor Bauer would be going for more than that. Uh, I think that's safe to say, although there are no guarantees uh, with this crazy offseason ahead of us. But I think you know that's still paying below what the market would be if he were a free agent today. Yeah, so I think we're in agreement there. Yeah, 100%. Okay. All right, so let's just put it out there right now. Let, let's make a deal. I am the White Sox, of course, and you being the Tampa Bay Rays. Let's let's make a deal. Uh, wh- okay. wh- what, do you, what do you want? What do you want for, for Blake Snell over there in, in Tampa? We, we, we're open for business. We're the White Sox. We're, we're in our competitive window. We're ready to challenge you. We're ready to usurp you as American League champions. What, whatever it's going to take. Let's get this deal done today. What do we have to do to drive home with Blake Snell today? Well, I'm giving up a pitcher, so you have to throw me a pitcher. So I want either Dane Dunny or Michael Kopech coming back as the the headliner of the deal. Okay, so, all right. Well, what, let me stop you there. You you know that maybe your scouting isn't as good as ours here at the White Sox. I don't know if you know we're one of the darlings of baseball now. Um, you know we got into a uh, game three do or die situation in Oakland. I don't know. Maybe you've never heard of us here, but I will. I will, I see that you you guys have a need for starting pitcher. So I have a name I'll offer you. Uh, in, in, Who? Uh, Charlie Leesman. Now, Charlie Leesman, you haven't heard about. He's probably not on your guys' radar, but Charlie Leesman is a guy who I think would really help you guys considerably, and maybe we even would throw in someone like Danny Farquhar. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but uh, that, 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 those are just, I'm just spitballing here, okay? Like, you know, we, we have a plethora of talent here uh, with the White Sox, but I, I guess we can circle back to the, to the starting pitchers later. What else are you going uh, to need to, to get Blake Snell off your hands? What else are you looking for if you're the Tampa Bay Rays? Well, we do have a good first baseman, but we're going to need a guy whose uh, profiles is a good hitter. So uh, run over Andrew Vaughn, too. Oof. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, he's our he's our prized possession here uh, in Chicago. What about Yonder Alonso? Do <laughs> you have any use of Yonder Alonso? You know, he, you know, if you're there's always in play that you can get Manny Machado if you have Yonder Alonso on your team. Just ask us, the White Sox. We know better than anyone. Well, I, I see your need for infield power depth. Uh, uh, you know, maybe we can uh, offer you someone like Trey Michael Shevsky. <laughs> you remember that guy? <laughs> I do, I do. Uh, yeah, he's so. still in the. Yeah, I think he might be still in the White Sox system. I, yeah, but yeah, he's he's all yours, and I really hate to do it. You're really twisting my arm here. So it's so it's done. Charlie Leesman and Trey Michael Shevsky for Blake Snell. I'm glad that we can do business here today. But I, what what you know, we're just playing. A, we're doing a little bit here, folks. But I guess my point is, you're already seeing people on social media that they, they don't want to part with prospects. And there's a lot of prospect, weird. yeah, a lot of prospect hugging, uh, you know, going on out there these days. And and I get it, you know, you you watch these kids when they're drafted or when they're signed, and you have these 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 visions of what they're going to do for your ball club. Like you picture Andrew Vaughn, oh, this guy's gonna gonna win a batting title at first base for the White Sox, and you know they're gonna you know be, be an American League powerhouse, and they they've got this guy, and he's gonna be the next Paul Konerko or whatever. But you know, let let's be real, every team has to encounter a situation where they need to acquire premium talent. And this offseason, more important than ever, because we know the financial resources are not unlimited. So you have to get creative, and you're going to have to bolster that roster by making some uncomfortable trades. And I think maybe not for Blake Snell right now. The Sox should definitely be in the market for Blake Snell. Don't get me wrong. He provides a a left-handed arm, elite arm, would, would play, would fit nicely in your rotation, you know, if you would maybe acquire someone else in free agency, but if you want to go, you know, Giolito, 
Keuchel, um, you know, if you want to switch it up, so you're, so you're going lefty, righty, you know, maybe plug your Dane Dunning in there, or if you think it's going to be Michael Kopech or Dylan Cease takes a step, whatever, and then Blake Snell, not saying he's your number four, but I'm just saying just for a matchup perspective in a, in a short series maybe, I don't know. But my point is here, you have to make some uncomfortable trades in order to take that next step, and I, I worry – uh, as uh, where the White Sox sit right now, that the fan base is not yet ready to let go of some guys that they've never even seen. And, you know, God forbid, they may be asking for guys who you've seen already. They may be asking for Michael Kopech or Dane Dunning or Dylan C., someone who, could, like you said, they can plug into the rotation and immediately fill that void and maybe, you know, squeeze a little bit more juice out of that player than you have been able to on the south side. But, yeah, man, I think it's it's going to be a thing that we're going to have to reconcile with as White Sox fans that you're going to have to – you know, no team I don't think has ever gotten and won a World Series without making a big trade, at least anecdotally. You know, the, the, you, you know, look at the Dodgers. To get over the hump, they had to, to trade for Mookie Betts. You know, they were always knocking on the door, but in order to – really really drive it home they had to acquire Mookie Betts who's the best player in baseball this year and they got him and they won their World Series and I don't think they would do anything differently but you have to make these deals at some point where you're sort of you know mortgaging a little bit of your future here so in all honesty what do you think it should take if you're the Rays what are you legit asking for you so you said a starting pitcher right now like Kopech or Dunning Right. Yeah, um, Kopech, Kopech would be like the thing. Like he's still highly rated prospect. He's the sexier pick, but I think the Rays would go to Dunning because they know that he has he has the ability to pitch and he knows how to pitch, and just needs probably a little bit more further uh, training or uh, uh, exposure in the American League, and he'll be a little bit better. I think Kopech is a sexier pick because of the hundred mile per hour, the the hook, all that good stuff. But I think Tampa Bay and how they do things, especially with Dunning and Kopech probably being on the same amount of years. I think both has six plus years left on their on their um, deals. So that'll be a very attractive to them. Um, so Dunning would be my number one. Then I would throw in, you know, I always want to throw in Nick Magicals because I see his feeling <laughs> as nothing great. And I know I'm going to get White Sox fans mad at, at me. Yeah, a lot of singles. Great. Enjoyable. While his uh, value's up, let's trade him. Let's trade him immediately because he's a dumbass player. <laughs> oh, he's just a rookie, Herb. You can't get that. No. Dumb doesn't go away. It doesn't go away. So get him off my team if he's going to continue to be dumb. Um, yeah. And if another team wants him, hell yeah. Get, yes, hell yeah. And we can get a, a starting a top-of-the-rotation guy in Blake Snell coming back, 27 years old, 28 years old. Yeah, hell yeah. With a team-friendly deal. Yeah, give me that. This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar, it's the best-tasting protein bar ever. And somehow, some way, the new and improved Built Bar is even delicious-er. Of course, they've got 18 amazing flavors, including six brand-new flavors that you got to try. Those flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon to almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, not to mention those 12 original flavors that you know and love so much, peanut butter, banana bread, salted caramel, orange, toffee almond, and coconut. They're so good post-workout. 
Uh, maybe you're doing a little yard work. Maybe you're hanging those Christmas tree lights after Thanksgiving, and you, you feel you need a little snack to keep you going while you finish those household chores. Built Bar is perfect. They're covered in chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, and they're great if you're a health-conscious person on the go and perfect if you want to indulge in those delicious treats while staying on track with your diet. For example, if you're doing keto, Built Bars are perfect for you because, for example, the peanut butter Built Bar, 19 grams of protein in just 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, and just 5 grams of net carbs. And right now, you can get a free cooler with your purchase if you go to BuiltBar.com while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com, use our promo code LOCKDOWN, and you'll get 20% off of your next order. Don't forget, that's promo code LOCKDOWN so they know that we sent you for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Built Bar, it's the best tasting protein bar ever. And now let's get back into the show. This is, I mean, White Sox fans should know this deal when they see it. This is the Chris Sale deal. I don't know if Blake Snell is as elite as Chris Sale was when the Sox traded him, but it's 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 close. It's it's in the same ballpark, I would say, um, in terms of uh, an elite left-handed starting pitcher. So the Red Sox. I mean, had, he won a Cy Young, and I don't think Chris Chris Sale won on with yeah, the White Sox. Yeah, so. exactly. And uh, you know, this is a guy. Blake Snell, who has postseason experience, infamously so, with the way he mm-hmm. was uh, pulled out of that game there. But, you know, the Red Sox had to part with their number one prospect, Yohan Moncada, another one of their top ten guys, I think Kopech was. And then, mm-hmm. you know, Luis Basabe was highly regarded at the time as a lower-level outfield prospect. So that was a move. Now he's a giant. Exactly. So, you know, this this was the type of deal that you're talking about here. Uh, Blake Snell's don't come around too often and get ready to, to get uncomfortable here if the Sox decide to pull a trigger on this. I have not seen their name reported as of yet, but uh, I have a hunch uh, that says that the Sox would be more willing to explore deals like this than roll the dice in free agency. I, I think, you know, it's that's pretty simply put there. I think everyone understands the, the financial situation that every team is in, especially if you follow the White Sox your whole life, you know that they're always going to be crying poor no matter what. So I, yeah. I think, you know, exploring, uh, you know, creative trades would be a, a good stepping stone for them to to improve their ball club in 2021. So we'll, we'll yeah, follow. Yeah, most, pref- most preferred way that Jerry Reinsdorf would like to get a guy, like Trevor Bauer's the big ticket guy but everybody's going to be trying to compete for him or the big teams are going to try to compete for him. Not everybody, because you, you just said the uncertainty with the financials and the budget constraints. Um, but you know, the big time teams, the Mets will be in there as the new owners got real money, the Yankees, the Dodgers, the angels. So that's probably not a guy that you're going to land unless you're willing to go above and beyond on money wise. And we've seen Jerry hasn't been able to do that as yet, except for last year with Yasmani Grandal. Um, but this is perfect. His cost is certain. It's very cheap in the starting pitcher market, and he's young. And it's under three. It's under four. It's under four years. So Jerry's like, baby, everything I want is right here. Let's go. Let's do that. And all we have to give up is capital we already have on the team. So no more money. I'm in. Let's do it. Yeah, I think it would be very appealing for Jerry Reinsdorf to pull off something like this. And yeah, this would be an absolutely ideal move for the White Sox front office right now. You mean to tell me we're only taking on, you know, minimal salary in return and we're just giving away people in return? You know, that that's fine. Um, I, I think it's very, very intriguing for them. Also, I wonder if this is one of those situations here where we know how badly things ended for Snell getting pulled out of that game. He was clearly clearly uh, irritated that uh, that Kevin Cash you know took him out of that World Series game early you know that's that's sort of their philosophy down there they don't like to have guys go you know th- three times in the order 
Um, <laughs> I wonder if this would be a situation where, again, we don't know what modern day Tony La Russa is going to be as a manager. But I think anecdotally, we all just assume that Tony is going to be a guy that lets pitchers uh, win or lose the ball game on their own. And he's not going to be a guy with a quick hook. He knows how to use a bullpen, you know, in terms of matchups and all that. But as far as starting pitchers goes, he's he has a reputation of being a guy that starting pitchers love playing for. So you wonder if that would maybe even just, you know, kind of nudge Blake Snell in the direction like, hey, don't forget about the White Sox. Like, this is a possible destination that you may be happy in. What do you think about that uh, as a concept, as, as some, something that you actually can garner that's positive from the Tony La Russa situation? Yeah, I mean, Blake Stone would be 100% behind that. Any pitcher would be 100% behind old school managers allowing them to do, um, you know, just do a belly check and say, okay, is this guy ready? Look at him in the eyes. Is he good? Cool. And go back to the dugout. That's old school. Get your gut reaction and then going back to the dugout if he says he is, if you feel good about it. Uh, Nowadays, you know, analytics doesn't want you to face those guys the third time around. And, you know, the numbers state that it is real. That's once you get that third time around, and if you ask any major league hitter, yeah, you get comfortable. That's why, you know, some of these uh, records that were set back in the day are never going to be set nowadays because you can't get 56 hits, <laughs> 56 days in a row of hitting because you're facing different pitchers. And in within that game, you're facing three to four different pitchers. And so it's really hard to gauge and get comfortable with a pitcher uh, and understand what he's trying to feature you and how he's trying to get you out. So Blake will be 100% with Tony Russa. So would uh, Trevor Bauer and any guy who likes to pitch as a starter would be like, oh, man, this guy's just allowing me to do my thing. And then once I get tired, not 100 pitches, not third time through the order, once he sees me struggling, he goes and comes against me. And I think every pitcher loves that. I worry when you're when you're dealing with with Tampa Bay and they're so smart and they seem to know when to unload guys they seem to know when to acquire guys you know when when people have written them off and guys you've never heard of they're not household names I always worry about making a deal with Tampa Bay that you're going to get fleeced just because of what they know about pitching and 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 young arms and talent like they're they're going to fleece you and I, so I wonder if if the juice is worth the squeeze here for for Blake Snell who, you know, it's it's two years removed. You know, I think we're all in agreement that you can wipe 2020, you know, that, that give guys a clean slate. You know, I, I wouldn't put too much stock in what guys did in 2020 for better or for worse. So it was kind of just a weird year. Uh, but he's two years removed from, from his highest level. Uh, you know, I don't know if there's any concerns there maybe when you look at someone like that. But it's certainly a risk worth taking, I think, uh, for the White Sox. So it's one of those stories we'll have to follow as the offseason uh, progresses. What, what do you, why do you think the, the Rays are, are putting this out there? Is it just a financial thing where they know they got to start shedding some salary and he's one of the, you know, one of the few guys ever that they've, that they've locked in early, you know, to that five-year extension a couple of years back. Is it a strictly financial move for them, or do you think they, they know something that, that we don't about Blake Snow? No, I think, you know, they do that all the time. They see a guy who's coming up either financially, you said he's making $7 million this past year, which was prorated for the season. So, really, he wasn't making shit. As Blake told us earlier, he Wait, told hang, you hang, hang on. Let's 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 verify that. Let, Blake, how much were you making last year? I ain't making shit. Okay, so yeah, you're right about that. It's like we got to be accurate here, first and foremost. Yeah, and so now he's getting into years that he might be making a little bit more than shit. Uh, <laughs> and while 
other teams are looking at like, oh, only $10 million for a starting pitcher? Nice. It's a nice get right there. Good job signing that guy long term. Um, the Tampa Bay Rays, especially after coming out of a, a pandemic where you had no fans. I mean, and I know you're going to make your jokes, people out there, that they never <laughs> hey, had fans. Hey, but... hey, well, Nothing new for the White Sox. <laughs> they don't have fans anyway. <laughs> that, that guy. Yeah, and so, <laughs> you know, it's going to be a tough ticket for them to say, with the uncertainty of next year and yes, they're coming off a world series and that would have been a great time to, you know, parlay some season tickets, but who are they coming? Are fans going to be allowed in the ballpark next year? And so Blake Snell right now, I think next year going into he and Kevin Kiermeyer would be the highest paid players on the team. So 11.5 for Kiermeyer and 10.5 for Blake Snell. Um, the adjusted salary actually, uh, cause I think he gets a signing bonus. Blake's now gets it up to $11 million. So yeah, that's a hundred percent why they're doing this right now. Everybody else is under $10 million uh, of salary and they can keep costs down okay. while reacquiring players and just keep them, keep the wheel moving. You know, they've been doing this for a long time where they just get rid of guys who they think are done. You know, they got rid of Tommy Pham last season. They got rid of Pagan last season, All, both having decent years in Tampa Bay. They got to San Diego, both struggled. Both were not great. So I can see what you're saying right there. And they got Hunter Renfro and Miami Margot, both part of their big-time World Series team, doing well for them. I mean, Hunter Renfro less than Manny Margot, but yeah. So – you mentioned Kevin Kiermeyer, you know, being one of the only guys that that makes money for them. Um, this guy was, uh, you know, out, out of uh, Champaign, I believe, a small college in Champaign, Illinois. Uh, congrats to your Illini, by the way, Herb. Yes. Um, you know, they're looking to unload salary. Kevin Kiermeyer didn't have a, a terrible year in 2020. He was, you know, a 1.6 WAR player according to Baseball Reference with uh, an OBP of 321. Um, I wonder if that's a situation where you don't have to give up, give up as much if you take on a little bit of Kevin Kiermeyer's salary and slot him over. He's he, I, I would have to look at the advanced metrics to see if he's still what he once was in center field. Uh, but maybe you have him in in right field, and you just have you know what we're just gonna we have Blake Snell now, and we're just gonna have elite outfield defense and make all of our pitchers better. What do you think about that? Uh, in right field as as a sweetener, uh, so you don't have to give up as much to get Blake Snell taking on Kevin Kiermeyer's contract. Uh, he doesn't make that much money, but I don't know if his bat plays in right field. I definitely don't think it plays in right field. Yeah, only three home and, runs last year, yeah, but the power's not there. Yeah, so I would not like that. Yeah, but his glove is elite. It's all always been great. Uh, him and uh, Kevin Pillar have both been awesome fielders in the American League and Pilar has gone subsequently to the Giants and other teams. But yeah, uh, I would not like that as a throw-in. He makes way too much money for uh, all-glove, no-bat guy. We already have an all-glove little-bat guy in Adam Engel. Uh, rather give those right-handed bats to him than Kevin Kiermaier. All right, so uh, you know what we have there, Herbie? We have the Blake Snell episode. We're already just gabbing, uh, gabbing away, flapping our gums about Blake Snell, and, and there you have it. That's, that, that's our thorough breakdown of, yes, please, Blake Snell to the south side, whatever it takes. Uh, let's, let's make some uncomfortable moves here and take the next step because you see one of the suitors here 
in addition to the Angels and the Mariners, who are not really you know in the White Sox tier, and it's good to say this finally, but in the National League, you have the Braves, who realize that they are uh, at the height. Uh, their window is ri- wide open for them, so they realize like they're right there. They're one move away. So there's other teams that, that are competitive that are right there with you that are looking to take that next step in, in, in their championship thought process so you know you're, you're you wouldn't be the only team uh, that was a playoff team that'd be uh you know vying for his services so yeah just something to keep an eye on here as the offseason progresses maybe this is just mostly smoke maybe you'll see a report comes out tomorrow like oh you know Blake Snell loves it here and we love having him here and blah 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 but we all know the financial realities uh, of that team in, in particular and what 2021 is going to bring. So uh, that's all I got for, uh, for you guys tonight. Just wanted to shoot the shit with Herbie about Blake Snell because uh, Sox Twitter is is all is all hot and bothered tonight by possible Blake Snell rumors and just envisioning him on the south side. So I thought it would be a fun concept to talk about here tonight. That's all I got. All right. That's Chris Tannehill. Follow him on Twitter at Chris Tannehill. Me, Herb Lawrence, Eckerwall23. And the show is at Locked on Socks, both on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to write us for Mailbag Monday, talk to us Tuesday or What Up Wednesday, it is LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. Um, happy, th- happy Thanksgiving, everyone. So I think we'll, we'll have this one put out on Wednesday. So tomorrow's Thanksgiving. So we're, we're so thankful for all you guys as listeners uh, th- this entire year and for her, you know, back in last year too. But yeah, we're just, we're thankful for you guys and we hope you guys have an, a nice holiday and you stay safe out there. And, you know, hopefully you guys get to see family in a responsible setting and, you know, just live your life, but be safe at the same time. You know what I mean? I think there's a balance you can make, but uh, we want to thank you guys for your support all year long. I'm, I'm definitely appreciative of, uh, of the, our Locked On Socks audience, Herb. Yeah, stay in a well-ventilated room with your family, six feet apart, and more masculine you can when you're not eating and drinking, so you can be safe and your family can be safe. You hey, have elderly folks. Six feet apart so, away yeah. from me when I'm going after that pumpkin pie, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's pretty, it pretty violent, you know what I mean? Stay away. Pumpkin pie is trash. Sweet potato pie. Come on, man. Whoa. Um, it is trash. Everybody knows that. All right. I will see you tomorrow. Well, actually, I won't see you no. tomorrow. So happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving to all the people. I know you just said it, but happy Thanksgiving to all you guys. We love you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Locked on Socks.